Hi, this is Carolina. This is Nicole. Join the conversation as we discuss life, love, health, and all the cheese in between. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome. to Different Accents. Welcome back, people. We Woo-hoo. are here. As you all know, this month we're celebrating Women's History Month. Every week we're featuring an, an extraordinary woman. And in this episode, we have a very special guest. Yes. Tonight, we welcome Dr. Susana Flores, clinical psychologist, TEDx speaker, and author of Untamed, uh, The Psychology of Marvel's Wolverine, and my personal friend. Welcome, Dr. Susana Flores, for being with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you, Dr. Flores, for being with us tonight. So, um, Dr. Flores, can you share with us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, yes. Um, originally from Chicago. Um, that's where I met, uh, go by Nini or Nicole? Nicole. Nicole. Okay. Uh, Nicole's <laughs> Al, who is actually, um, a very huge, uh, inspiration for, um, Untamed. And currently I work in New Orleans as a clinical psychologist specializing in trauma and pain. And I'm also an author. Um, I wrote, my first book was called Facebooks, the, uh, how, how Facebook affects our, emo- our uh, emotions, relationships, and lives. And the second book is called, as you mentioned, Untamed, The Psychology of Marvel's Wolverine. After I wrote uh, Untamed, um, I got asked to uh, do a TEDx presentation um, in Arizona. And that one is called Untamed what Wolverine teaches us about rage. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you. Very impressive. Thank you. So what led you to become a psychologist? Oh boy. Probably being raised. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay. It all with my mother. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. conversation. (laughs) I, I tell my patients, mothers keep me employed. You know, um, oh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. among, among other things. Jeez, I'm glad I'm a mom. I know. <laughs> More kids. Among other things. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> mothers get mothers get like the brunt of it, and you know, and here's right. here's right. a reason my why mothers get the brunt of it, like why they get it the hardest, is because kids <laughs> think like mom is safe, like I can take out everything, you know, and mom never yeah. leave me. So that's the positive, you know, among many other positive attributes of being a mom. So, um, let's see, the, I think the real reason, like why I became a psychologist is because truthfully, um, I grew up in a not so great neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it was a great neighborhood until, um, you know, gangs arrived and then the, um, the entire atmosphere and culture of the neighborhood changed drastically. And I, I witnessed oh, that wow. and it was just, um, I think like awing to me how, like, you know, the, the loss of, like, the steel mills of the neighborhood, outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. That changed everything. And then, like I said, and that's when, you know, um, the socioeconomic status changed, and therefore the jobs changed, and therefore the people changed, and violence came in, and as mentioned, the gangs. And um, I think that just began, like, a curiosity of why people do what they do. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my parents owned a grocery store, and, you know, we've, you know, they got held up you know, at gunpoint. And so again, it was just a matter of like understanding that, you know, and uh, we all go through, you know, certain levels of trauma or, you know, very 
difficult experiences. So I think trauma shapes our lives and decisions. So yes, that that I led think. me on the path. Oh, nice. wow. Interesting. What led you to go on and get your doctorate? Um, stubbornness, to be really honest. Um, <laughs> and here's the stubbornness, right? Um, I think I had some teachers and some distant relatives who pretty much said that I couldn't. Right. You can't you oh, can't yeah. do it. And like, if you tell me I can't do it. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You tell a Latina you can't do something and it's like, oh, OK, watch me. Right. <laughs> um, right. right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'll be laughing all the way to the degree. And so, no, well, you know, I had the option of stopping at master's and um, I, I just realized, like, if I wanted more of an experience, right, like, you know, um, a broader range of training, then I just had to keep going. And so, like, it was like a lot of. A lot of tears, many, many, many years of, you know, I don't, of, of training and education. And you look back and you're like, how did I do it? It's like, well, you do it like one, as anything else, one day at a time. And so it's possible. Yeah. It just starts with the thought of like, I can do it like anything else. Were there, uh, was there um, certain people that influenced you while you were on this journey? Motivated you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like my family, absolutely. You know, to start off, like my parents always believed in, um, you know, like pushing forward. I had a, a really good mentors, right? Um, the, I think mm-hmm. the best mentors, like they share a lot of themselves and their own personal journey. So like it, they don't just be like the soup. They're not just the supervisor, but they um, they they um, connect with you, you know, on that mm-hmm. level. And so. I think, you know, it was also really cool to see other people of color having their doctorates, you know, and therefore, like, you know, all it is, that's what mentorship is, right? Like, if I can do it, you can do it, right? And Mm -hmm. anyone with, you know, who who vibrates on a high energy frequency, like high energy, right? Like positive energy everywhere. They're usually the movers and shakers of society. And they like to uh, motivate future generations, Um to to do their best and I, I still have mentors to this day yeah I you never outgrow that you know that's something that we could always use as good mentors we're always learning like right? oh, absolutely. yeah like you said positive vibes absolutely <laughs> you know and and you know and here's a, like a little side funny story it's like you know again I grew up on the mm-hmm. south side of Chicago and my parents were very smart yeah. and they made you know both my brother and I like they made our godparents like doctors medical oh. doctors oh okay so there yeah. So then like, the, you know, when they would take us out, they would, you know, I remember my godparents took me out to like a fancy, like French dinner, like, you know, like the kind <laughs> with like six forks, you know? Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But she only used right. one. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was very nervous and all that. But like the food, it was the food. Right. And I was like, <laughs> OK, I need to know how to do this more often. Right. And then my, my godfather right. said, stay in school. And but it opened a world. Like a totally different world than what I was used to. So like, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's like, you know, mentorship, you know, bringing a new possibility to future generations. Yes. That's what it's about. Nice. Exactly. So you have some mentors. Um, have you become a mentor maybe for somebody that's just starting their careers or, or they haven't started yet, but, you know, encouraging them to, to continue and always keep pushing forward? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've been a supervisor, a clinical supervisor to interns and uh, we call it practicum, like therapy um, students who are, you know, at the master's level or pursuing their doctorate as well. I'd like to believe that I'm a good mentor. Um, like, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, right? You know, but, you know like I, I still keep in contact with many of them. 
And, you know, whenever, you know, I do meet, you know, someone uh, who's, who's like, let's say 18 or 16, I always give them the advice that I wish that I've been given in my life, you know, like it would have been helpful, right? Yeah. Like, for example, number one, value does not chase. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wish Mm -hmm. I had learned that, right? Like we don't chase boys, you know, or, or women, depending on which way, right? You yeah. preference, but it's like, you know, if you value yourself, right, other people will see your value. And if you, and if they don't, then they need to go. Right. Nice. And, you know, it's their loss. And like, we are not meant to convince people why they should stay in our lives. At that point, it's, it, and it never works anyway. Right. It never works. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, so that would be one of the lessons. And the other one, like I've developed three higher standards that I, I think mm-hmm. are helping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been using them over and over and I, I live by these and they changed my life. And I developed these like, you know, just over time on what didn't work before. And this is what I teach the 16 year old. So three, high, three okay. higher standards. Number one, I choose me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason it sounds selfish, but it's not. And, and for people who have children, it's I choose me and my children. Okay. So like, that's the caveat, there, right? But it's like, it's okay. meant for people that overgive. Right. So like if you are an empath mm. or an overgiver, an over accommodator, the yes person, I can and will do this, etc. It's like you have to just pause and ask yourself, do I have the time, energy, motivation, finances, interest, etc. to do what is being asked of me? You know, and right. if the yeah. answer is no, then it's no. Right. Because we can't give what we don't have. Right. The second and that's okay. And that's okay, right? And it's like, it's yeah. okay for people to feel disappointment, right? Like, it's not your job to make mm-hmm. them not feel disappointment. Like, life is disappointing. They they will survive, right? right? And also just take a pause before immediately offering what's not even being asked of you, okay? The second mm-hmm. one is equal effort only. And mm-hmm. what that means mm-hmm. is like, yeah, if someone sends you like a two-sentence text, you do not give, you know, you do not send a dissertation trying to explain why they should remain in your right. life once again. Right. It's like, uh, you know, you mirror. Just, you're, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. 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 You mirror behavior. So as long as you are engaged in my life, I will be engaged as if you withdraw, I withdraw. It's, it's, you know, like, you know, just like a balance of energy, you know, and of course yeah. there's exceptions mm-hmm. to every rule. Like I'm not saying like only text when they text, et cetera, but it's like noticing patterns instead of listening to words. Right. And then the mm-hmm. third one is I will not be disrespected or undervalued, period. Like that's yep, a good one. I love it. Un, under yes. any circumstance, and even if your heart is breaking in half, right? Even though, yeah. like you know, you're you're you know, like you're you're being torn apart emotionally, that is dogma. If you are disrespecting me or you do not value me, we're done. Um, and I think that's the big. That's a big issue. I mean, that's and I know so many people that just can't break away from give that. chances and more chances yes and it's just to, it's or, like this void of or something you know? it, right like oh it's because mm-hmm. of this or that i mean and you you know that more than anything being a psychologist mm-hmm. yeah, doctor so what you say is treat people accordingly yes but it's like yeah. you know you especially <laughs> women because women just do right like we could mm-hmm. we could have the flu Right. And, and, you know, like we could like, you know, be, you know, our eyes could be bleeding. Right. And we just kind of do mm-hmm. like, you just still do it. Right. 
And yeah, I think keep it's moving. particularly important for women because, again, we tend to be over accommodating more, more so than men as a whole. And again, there's always exceptions to the rule. But it's a matter right. of like, I will be very selective with my tribe. If you yes. are there for me, yes. I will be there for you. Right. I will. You know, if you will take a bullet for me, I will take a bullet for you. Right. And yeah. if for any reason I begin to see a pattern where I'm a second thought, then you become a second thought to me. I right. love that. Yeah. And we don't think about it. We don't. And that's why they became dogma. Like I look at that list every day and I yeah. just remind myself like, and it, and it, you know, some people can disrespect you not even knowing that they're disrespecting you. Like, you know, not mm -hmm. realizing that they're offending you. But if you live by the, the, by the law, by the dogma, like you will not allow it. You will have a nice, pleasant conversation with them, explaining to them how you found it yeah. offensive, but that's still you choosing you. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, because if they could, if, if they don't realize the disrespect, then they're obviously not thinking right. about it. Right. And they right? could repeat it with other people. They're, right. So that's why exactly. boundaries are a good thing. Like I am, you know, bringing something to your attention. And if you blow me off and you invalidate my emotions, then I'm being disrespected and undervalued. And we can't have that. Good, good three good. bullets. Yes, I wrote him down. You should write a book. You should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the third one's coming. Yeah, I, I like. To, I, like to call it, like, I call it smackdown therapy, right? Because yeah, there you, you go. Just gotta like you know make it real for people in a way that the message is received. Yes, yes. and that's the only way someone is going to listen to something most of the time, right? It's like you gotta smack exactly. Head Sometimes about it. You, oh, yeah. that's like standing Jeez. up for yourself. Finally, well. Speaking yeah. of books, um, when did you decide you wanted to become a writer? Um, I used to be, this is a crazy story, but I used to be a marathoner. And um, yeah, I was oh, yeah. super addicted to that at some point. And then I experienced a, a very pretty profound uh, back injury, you know, and okay. it affected my ability to run. And that changed my world because that was part of my identity or what I thought was my identity. And yeah. it, it, you go through your mourning period and like, yes, I lost a lot of friends too because they were runners, right? And like, again, like you realize who your real friends right. are, you know, and I mean, there are no truer words, right? Um, I was sitting there and um, in pain, feeling miserable. And I realized like, you know, I still have to live. Like I still need to find something else. So during that time I was in practice and I realized like that was when Facebook was starting, like just barely launching. And um, I started oh, noticing okay. like a weird pattern in my patient's presentation, which was like social media, like, you know, more anxiety, yeah. more depression, more paranoia. Like, what does this mean? What does it mean? And then so I'm like, you know what? I Maybe I should write a book because I was talking about it ad nauseum, like to my colleagues. And they're like, okay, shut up already and just write a book. <laughs> Yeah, and, just and I'm like, book. I don't know how to write. So, like, it became so, like, basic. Like, this is hilarious, but I actually went to a bookstore mm -hmm. and picked up a book on how to write a book. Oh, nice. To write a book for dummies? Yeah. Write like, a book for yeah, dummies? Yeah, how to write a nonfiction, <laughs> you know, book proposal. And then I had to figure out how oh, to find okay. an agent. Then I had to figure out how to, like, you know, query it. Query. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. So, um, and then before mm -hmm. I knew it, I got a lot of help. As you do, like it's new, right? I never did it before. It, it, there's another lesson for the younger generation: like, just try, just try, right? Well, what you got you to lose, lose right? right? That is yeah, true. Yeah, and I was a disaster. It was a disaster. I'm not gonna lie, right? But luckily, you know, my agent believed in the work, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, you're gonna need some help, a lot of it, right?" <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Um, yeah, and but Baby she steps. believed in in the in the idea, and so like before, you know, and everyone yeah. is like a hater, right? They're like, you're never gonna find an agent. I found an agent. You're never gonna find a publisher. <laughs> right. I found a publisher, right? You're never, you know, and it's like a little step at a time. And then before I knew it, like I was writing, and it took me a long time to stop saying the phrase, "I'm not a real writer." And she's like, "Um, you're published. Mm-hmm. You're a real writer." Not give up, right? That's the key. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like talk about motivations. Mm-hmm. Like, what would we do without the haters, right? Like, That's you know, everybody hates true. the haters. But if but if it wasn't for the haters, we have nobody to like push yeah. us, right? It would yeah. be too easy. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's for the book. It was it's called yeah, like Facebook. Yeah, that was where Facebook was born. We'll have that. We'll have that link for oh, the yes. book um, on our on our page. So, how did Untamed become an idea okay. for a book? I mean, that's totally different. Than that's like a bigger Facebook. story. Um, so, um, wow, let's see. So a few years back, I was um, sexually assaulted. And I'm very open about that because I think it's an important topic. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it also humanizes psychologists, right? Like, you know, a lot of people think we have our, yes. um, I don't know if I can curse on this, but like, okay. A lot yes, of people can. think that we have our shit together <laughs> and we usually laugh at that, right? Like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, we... Like really, a psychologist yeah, 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 exactly. Right? And so, like, I went through all of the mm-hmm. trauma symptoms and all of like the, you know, the emotional numbing and the fear and the anxiety and the oh. the, the sadness. And it's like you feel incapacitated, oh, yeah. like you know. And um, you know, somewhere along those lines, I I reached out to Nicole's husband, who's a very dear friend of mine, <laughs> and um, who helped me immensely, you know. And somewhere in there, you know, we were talking about Wolverine. And, you know, like how he is very, he experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and he was very resilient. And then, so like, I'm like, Hmm, right. It just kind of piqued my curiosity. And I, I always knew that I was a huge yeah. Wolverine fan. <laughs> and, um, so one day I, I happened to walk past the comic book store and I saw like a panel where like Wolverine is in the gutter, right? Like he's in the stores, he's beaten in battle, you know? And I actually oh. had the thought of like, that's me like that. That's how I felt. But he had like the Wolverine claws, right? Like already. And he's like, okay, suckers, you know, now it's my turn. And then he like wreaked havoc (laughs) on everybody, right? And it's like, that's what I want. I want to get like a fight back. And so I started slowly researching him. And once I started seeing like patterns on a lot of stuff online, like, okay, he's surly. He's like, he's a short mutant misunderstood, rejected by society, <laughs> right? And he's very feisty right. and he's like very sarcastic and he tries to keep people away from him because he's been hurt so much and he has trust issues and he really wants to get close to people, but he also like is afraid of hurting them or afraid of them, you know, hurting him. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is trauma, right? And I'm like, no. I right. can write this. <laughs> and then so I started talking to Al a lot more and then I met some like, Mm-hmm. other like you know what's called geeks right it just clicked and it became like almost an obsession and again i, I wasn't of the comic book world at all right aside from hugh jackman hello, right, right? right. Playing, yeah, playing wolverine. <laughs> of course but like it yeah, was like oh yeah wolverine it, it yeah. took me like you know <laughs> i drove to vegas right where one of the uh, main uh writers and or I, i'm sorry illustrators for wolverine was there and i just met um chandler rice who but speaking of mentor, Chandler oh. Rice, right? That's one, that was one of mine. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, okay. he recently passed, awesome. but like he opened the world for me. And then so I said, like, he was very connected. And, and so I said, hey, I'm writing a book about Wolverine. And then so he's like, oh, that's great. Why? And I said, well, well someone already wrote like Batman and Psychology. So I figured like this is like, you know, the other, you know, Marvel's most popular character. And then he's like, that's great. Now tell me why you're really writing about Wolverine. Right. You could pick anybody. You could yeah. pick, you know, yeah. Spider-Man. You could pick whatever. Why Wolverine? And Storm. Then, yeah. Storm, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I just took a deep breath and I told him like what I went through. And yeah. I said, like, I just need this, right? Like, I need to understand him. And yeah. and I said, I know it sounds crazy. Like, I know he's not real, but I somehow feel like his story needs to be told in a different way, right? Through a different lens, the psychology lens. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked at me and he's like, I got you, right? So he hooked me up with the first person with John Romita Jr. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. yeah, I was mm-hmm. supposed to have, like, a 10-minute interview. It ended up lasting, like, 40 minutes because he was very interested in, like, how I got there. And so we were talking about, awesome. like, you know, how writers and illustrators, how they channeled their own pain and their own experiences on the page. And for John mm-hmm. Romita Jr., yeah. uh, who is the son of John Romita Sr., who's one of the creators of Wolverine, right? Um, he mentioned for him, mm-hmm. like his Wolverine moment was like nine eleven because he's a New Yorker, right? Oh, and yes. and he said you want to oh, talk okay. about going medieval on someone's ass, right? <laughs> it's extreme yeah. rage, yeah. right? But then you know he's also just like Wolverine. Yeah. He he spent time trying to temper the mm-hmm. anger through martial arts. Yeah, very very oh, similar. Okay. And and through yeah. that like discipline. And I said just like Wolverine. And he said exactly. And so I. I pointed out to him in many ways, you're like Wolverine, and he just kind of paused, right? And I don't know what he ever thought about that, right? But I think it was kind of like a huh, you know, like maybe we all have a little bit of that. And yeah, and I realized like, you know, so what Wolverine, it's crazy, like what mythology, it's comic book mythology, it's modern mythology, right, does for us. Like, okay, there was always this anger Mm -hmm. and anger and anger. And I never got, I, I wasn't getting to that point. I was still just very depressed and feeling helpless and hopeless and whatever. And mm-hmm. so one day someone said something stupid, you know? So like, you know, when someone says something stupid, like really <laughs> stupid, right? Like, like, oh, yeah. you're testing it wakes me. you up. Right. Right. Like, oh, he's <laughs> testing me. Right. To that point. And so finally, like someone said that thing, right? Like that thing that blame me <laughs> for being abused. Right. And, oh, oh my god. Brought those claws exactly, out, right? right? Brought and your at claws that out. Point, I lost my shit. Like uh, like like you I saw red. Uh, like I felt like my blood boil, right? And I went off on this person like I never went off uh-huh. before. And it was like full on screaming rage. When I say rage, I mean rage, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. it's like uh, you know, again yeah. like a F you like whatever, right? And like I just could not or right. would not take it anymore. And that, at that moment, I became good for like you. Wolverine. Like I, like, and it was a realization yeah. that, like, you know what? Anger serves us. It serves yeah. us. Like I'm actually a fan of it mm-hmm. as long as it's channeled appropriate, appropriately. Because anger is a call to action. Something is not okay, and you need to take care of business. Yeah. Right. And yes. so at that point, then yeah, I got I like anger is actually the opposite of depression, right? Because mm-hmm. anger is like, okay, mm-hmm. this boulder of pain and shame that I'm like carrying, 
I'm now transferring it to you. Mm-hmm. Like you said this, you did mm-hmm. this. This is right. We're depression exactly. is something and that most of us related, right? Yeah. If you're angry, you'll be depressed. Yeah. yeah. So like anger turned inward, mm-hmm. meaning anger not appropriately expressed is depression. So once mm-hmm. I got my rage on, yeah. I felt like a million dollars at that particular moment. Like the, the anger, I'm sorry, the anxiety, the depression, the terror, it was like gone in an mm-hmm. instant. And I was like, okay, bring it. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I was, yeah, like this felt it's good. Like you, like you had that, you got to exhale, exhale. you exhaled, right? Yes. That where they say just exhale. Yeah. I began to recognize myself again. Right. Like I didn't recognize myself before because usually I'm very opinionated and loud and like, you know, I have like my own level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You lose yourself. And, that's, and that's, that's a big found, deal. Like yeah. what I, I, it's my favorite word now. I call like your, your individual, personal, authentic badassery. Nice. That's like, like that take no shit. Right. Like you, you are authentically yourself. Right, you act kindly, you know, so always be kind, but take no shit. And that's what badassery is. Right. I love so, badassery. I know, me I'm too. I'm feeling badassery right now. <laughs> so when you were explaining that, it's like letting <laughs> all your emotions out. It's kind of like when you blow your nose, right? And then you can breathe. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, amazing. that's, that's, actually, no. that's a good one, that's Catalina. A that's really a good, good one. Because like we, people experience what we call like a trauma block. And that, that it happens in the brain. Right. So like, you know, the, the, Mm. your brain actually, or people like process information through the emotional side of the brain and the, the logical side of the brain. Right. And Mm -hmm. when there's a trauma, your, your mind cannot make sense of it. So for example, like my parents should not be emotionally abusing me or physically abusing me. So like, and it's Mm. emotionally charged. So when that happens, that creates a trauma loop. Like you get stuck. And I know people are traumatized because you want to do something, but you just like can't and you don't know why. Right. Right. And that's how, you know, like, you know, or there's restlessness or agitation or like impulsiveness. Like you don't like to be closed in. There's control issues. There's so like trauma is so complex, you know? And I think, you know, even as psychologists, we have to look further into prolonged trauma because like for me, this wasn't just about the assault. Right. It was like defamation of character. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, you know, our friends were split in yeah. half, this person's side and my side. Right. And then the lawyers and then the courts, right. and then everything. It was like very, like, it was a lot. It was a oh, lot. And, God. you know, I, I always believe like the courts are not mm-hmm. designed to help to cater to the victim's needs. Right. Like they just kind of go and, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's other things that people think. You yeah, know what I so mean? People Nor, say dumb yeah. shit, right? Like, you know, so like, why didn't you go to the mm-hmm. police? And it's like, well, y- that quickly, right? And it's like, <laughs> you don't understand trauma, right? Like, mm-hmm. because like your mind is right. not functioning the way that it normally functions because okay. it's, it's, it's functioning on like fight, flight or freeze because of the trauma. And so like, yeah, right. so there's a lot right. of like, and I think I just also got angry at like the injustice of it all. Like, and that's mm-hmm. where I was getting really angry. Mm-hmm. Like I am sick and tired of like the finger being pointed towards me, you know, because it's convenient yeah. for other people. And it, yeah, exactly. So well, I was like, fuck this, right? Like I'm, I'm not yeah. doing that. And then, so yeah. that's like, again, like it's Smackdown therapy or badassery or the assertion of the self. Right. And, and when you can get to that point, 
that mm-hmm. is when you are in your full authentic power. That's when you're the that's when you're your right. own Wolverine. Exactly right. And probably yeah. the best I, version mm-hmm. right of yourself. I, um, exactly. And I think that you know, just like modern yeah. mythology, like you know, I always ask people who your favorite, you know, superhero is because it tells a lot about them. Right? Like you mm-hmm. know, like okay, the character or right. whatever, right? And then you ask them why and it it does disclose a lot about that. And so when I mention Wolverine, people look at me like Wolverine, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, Groot. Like Groot. Yeah, yeah, Groot. Oh, Groot. Yeah. I'd love to be baby Groot, right? You know? But yeah, it was a notion of like, you know, I had to admit to myself that I needed like it's okay to be angry, right? And it is okay. And that and that actually yeah. was probably if I don't remember exactly, but it makes sense. That was the development of the uh-huh. three higher standards. I choose me, equal effort only, and I will not be disrespected oh, yeah. or that undervalued because I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Or watch out. Yeah, you're exactly. Come, one of the two. And I'm like, and and just like Wolverine, yeah. like I think there has to be a moment where we're not going to take it anymore. We're just not. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what causes that is either right. people get like totally hurt enough or tired enough or both. And then everybody has a limit at some point. But and, and in particular women, I'll say in particular women, once once you're done, mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah. You no know, going yeah. back. There is no. Go- yeah. Like the doors not only no. shut, it's boarded up, it's welded shut. There's fob wire, you know, blow torches. Right. There's yeah. a moat with yeah. sharks around, you know, surrounding the perimeter of the door, right? <laughs> this person yeah. that, you know, made you get to the final straw, there is no way in hell that this person is going through that door again. The door is shut. It's done. And that's the great, you know, right. like peace of mind is the greatest form of liberation when you're done. Yes. Well said. Yeah. That's when you just discover your own yeah, ultimate, ultimate happiness. Yeah. Well, it's liberation. <laughs> yeah, you it's all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's a journey. Many of us take years and years to get there, you know, yeah. of like, I'm doing me. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing selfish about that. I'm doing me, right. my children, my family. Right. Everything else. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. like me, you hate me. I don't give a shit. Right. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, on your terms. At any age, at any age yeah. don't let anything hold you back. Yeah, that's. I think that's the main thing. It's like any age. I think a lot of, and I found myself like that too at one point where I felt like, you know what, you know, now I'm a mom and I'm this, and now it's like done. I'm done. I can't do anything now. Like life's over. Not life, but you know, like whatever I wanted to do is, it just can't happen. You know, I just felt like, you know, well, how can I do that now? I have all these other responsibilities and. And, and everything and, and, and not being able to say I'm being selfish, you know, thinking about everything else, but I would feel that way, you know? And so I totally, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like you, at any age, just, just do it, you know, don't let anything hold you back because you get stuck in that. And then I think that's when all those other little pieces come in, you know, the whole, the depression and, you know, all this and the anxieties and you know, things like I, that. So. I want to hear an interesting study yeah. about, like, women and depression rates. Um, okay, so oh, this gosh, is, yes. like, the, the, the study that rocked the psychological world, right? So they, they tested, um, or mm-hmm. they tested, they, um, they assessed, like, you know, um, depression and suicide rates between men and women, right? So they mm-hmm. discovered that, like, right. the most depressed or suicidal among men 
were single. Okay. Ooh. Next in line were married, right? <laughs> and the least suicidal or depressed of men were married with children. Now that makes sense, mm. right? Like women bring the nurturance oh. and, you know, the support and even like the socializing, let's do parent night, let's do this, let's do that. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the rock the psychology part, you know, of the study was the women because it was the direct opposite, <laughs> right? So like the happiest <laughs> oh. of all women were single, right? The married oh. ones. And then... Oh, and next in line. Time to reconsider. Yeah. And, and then, well, it, it was interesting, right? And then like, you know, so the most depressed of women were married with children, which it, it teaches us two things, right? First of all, <sighs> Disney screwed us over, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you think like you need the right. knight in shining armor to save you and then you're going to be happy. And it's like, not so much. Right. But what it really taught us like, okay, well, yeah. Well, exactly. I right? never agreed but with that. what does it mean? Like, why is this? And I think it's because of this, and mm-hmm. this is bringing the point here, Nicole, right? Is that women, when you, mm-hmm. when you get married and when you have children, of course you, you give so much, right? But you forget to give a give to yourself, mm-hmm. right? So everything becomes yeah. about, you know, your partner and your children and you forget like, well, what were your passions? What were your and, you know, maintaining right. that not only helps, like, you know, you become a better mother, it also helps you to become a better wife and partner and for your relationship. Like, you know, like everything cannot be about the partner and everything cannot be about the children. Right. And so, like, you no, know, it doesn't mean like, okay, if you get married with children, you're going to you're doomed to be depressed. It's not what I mean. Right. What it means is like you will <laughs> yeah, be 100 percent fine. Right. As long as you once again are your own authentic, badass for yourself, you do not forget that. Now, granted, there's always obligations and responsibilities and timelines and all of that. Yet, so it's definitely going to be harder. Right? But as long yeah. as you hold on to some sort of passion, your own passion that gives you mm-hmm. meaning aside from your partner and your children, you will be fine. That's a good one. So, That's correct me if I'm yes. yes. See, so correct me if I'm, I'm wrong on this one. But would this be a good uh, quiz for everybody? So, because this happens to me at work sometimes when we're interviewing, not interviewing, but just you know having a networking event, and they're like, "Well, what do you do for fun?" And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Drink I'm wine. Like, oh, Paloma. Like, Paloma. <laughs> and, that's, and it's exactly what you said. It's like, well, I take my kids to sports events or, you know, this and that. I was at a volleyball game. game. I enjoy that. Yeah, so would that be a good quiz for, you know, our listeners? That would be As yourself. a fantastic quiz for your listeners, right? So, like, what were you mm-hmm. passionate about before you got married? Right? So let's say it's mm-hmm. painting, right? And I'm just picking something, right? And it's like, why haven't you painted? Well, because this, and I'm exhausted. And that's, again, it's all very real. I'm not invalidating it, right? But it's like, okay, how about, like, just pick up, this is how you get started. Pick up a brush. Like, you go to, like, you know, a Hobby Lobby, whatever, right? Pick up a brush and just hold it in your hand and notice how your body feels. So a lot of us Mm -hmm. ignore how, like, the signals from our body. You know, like that tightness in your chest, Mm. yeah yeah that makes you like, feel you know, alive right not okay you get that <laughs> tightness in your chest like uh, i don't know that's like a signal from your body like oh, this is not the right path right but like just touch it like you know i used right. to you know play guitar and my instructor would always say just touch the guitar like because none of us wanted to practice right just touch it 
There you go. Okay, I'm touching my wine glass. I'm touching my wine glass, right? Okay. And there's many elements of wine. This is another one, right? You can smell it. You can taste it. You can touch the glass, right? You can Mm -hmm. see the swirling of the wine. These Mm -hmm. are all things that are good for the senses, right? So, like, what is something that you used to enjoy that brings, that reawakens the senses? So, like, maybe used to garden, getting your hands dirty, like, in the dirt, like, feeling the earth, getting reconnected to nature, Right. And you may not have time to do a whole yeah. garden, but you can do a pot, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like little steps That's back right. there, right? You know, Baby like you may not have time yeah. to do an hour of yoga, but you know how about like five minutes when you wake up, right? Mm-hmm. Good start. Baby yeah. step. Well, it's just a decision to do something for you. Mm-hmm. And it could be something as simple as, okay, to the partner, right? Please watch the kids for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you take a warm bubble bath. And you, with the mentality, it's not just a bath. It is like me time. I am doing this for me. Light some candles, have a glass of wine. You know, it's something. Or go for a walk on a sunny day. Like, it's just me. I'm just doing a walk, right? As long as it's for you. But taking it a step further, what is something that you always wanted to learn? Right? There's, And I know it's weird time during quarantine, but there's plenty of stuff on YouTube, you know? You can always expand yeah. your mind, expand your soul, expand your and soul. And I think sometimes exactly. we just want it to be the way it used to be right away, you know, but the baby steps, I like that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. an hour, like you said, doing yoga, but I'll do five minutes and then I'll yeah. increase it to 10. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that because it's true. You're, you're like, I can't get back to what I did. I can't do this and I can't do that. And how about all these things I used to do? And then you just like feel like you're drowning in it. Like I can't do it. Like so, there's no way for me to get out of it. We have to do this, Nicole. We have I to do girls trip. Then <laughs> we'll do half a day first, and then we'll tell okay, an overnighter, <laughs> and then two days. Count me in. And then we'll just okay deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll all meet up. Oh, you're you're in you're in New Orleans. Yeah, like, come Nicole's over like anytime. Best place to go. We're gonna have to visit you soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have to tell. I have to tell the husband. Look, yeah. <laughs> I do. Dr. Forrest <laughs> needs us like there. A, yeah, it's like a crisis <laughs> moment. Yeah, like we have to be there for dinner. Yeah, we need to go exactly. discover like, our badass right together. Myself to help my friend Susie, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and have some right. hurricanes in the meantime, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. oh, that's funny. But this is all great advice. This is so like. Uh, inspirational. There's so many people that need to hear this message and understand it, you know? So it's great stuff. You know, since we're in the topic, so what do you, when do you feel alive? What, what's your passion, your hobby? What makes you feel uh, good? There's a couple of things. Well, it took me like, I usually need a break between books, right? And um, I have found that my life experiences Uh have led to book ideas, right? So like, with Facebook, yes, I was in pain, but there were other yeah. reasons, right? Like, I mean, to be really honest, I had like a, a Facebook stalker, right? And I'm okay, yeah, like, uh, people are going to take Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it all leads up to something. Thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that was the Facebook, right? And then Untamed, yeah. something happened to me, right? And then like, you know, recently it's a matter of like mm-hmm. reminding myself of setting boundaries with people that have narcissistic tendencies. Right. And that take advantage or use people. Right. So then Mm -hmm. like that's, you know, giving Mm -hmm. a hint as to my next piece of work. Mm -hmm. So like I can't write 
I'm inspired by something. So like what am I inspired by? It's like I'm inspired by grabbing the life experience and putting it on the page to inspire other people. That's the best way that I can, you know, reply. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, here's, uh, so what are you uh, known for? <laughs> Loud. Your family and friends. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm known as funny. I think I'm known as caring. You know, again, I'd like to believe that. Um, you know, I like to, to think that on mm-hmm. some level I have some good advice to give, you know, and um, I think like I'm very direct and I think, yeah. you know, my style in therapy is very direct and I, my clients, most of my clients love it, right? Like, it has That's to be a good, good match, right? And if they can have yeah. kind, but direct, right? Like, right. you know, some people will say like, okay, smile and nod, yeah. smile and yeah. nod, where I would, I'll make up a name like Carol, right? I'd be like, Carol, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why, because you're not being your authentic <laughs> self or something, right? And it's like, it's honest, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But like yeah. my greatest Truth moment hurts. of yeah. like inspiration, here's another one, right? Like when someone finally leaves, someone who's toxic, right? And they have their Wolverine moment. Mm-hmm. right? Like, screw you. I am right. doing me. I don't care anymore. Like I, you know, I choose me equal effort only, and I'm not going to allow you to disrespect or undervalue me. Yeah. That makes like my year. Right. And it's like, yes. Right. You know, like, <laughs> freedom. And it's more about, again, <laughs> right. like, I am being authentic without apology. Nothing is more inspirational to me than that. Right. So like, I think it's right. like, yeah, like I'm coachy, yeah. I'm a little pushy, right? Like in the sense of like, okay, you can do this, right? <laughs> and absolutely. But yeah. it's and all I'm, the, I'm per- like the for coach, purpose, right? Like know? especially with women, I'm like, okay, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a confident woman, your goal in life should be to make other women confident. Speaking of your main theme yeah. of the evening, right? Yeah. Of like empowering us. Yep. Right. Yeah. Not smack them down. Yeah. I like that phrase. I think I'm gonna put it in my signature. Which one? Women should. Uh, their goal <laughs> for women should be to make other women yeah. confident. Yes. And um. Yeah. So, what do you think about this uh, saying as well? Like they said, it takes seven times for you to to listen to something seven times, or do it seven times before it becomes a habit. So. Is that part of us, like, keep pushing and keep, like, um, reminding ourselves reminding or ourselves? listening to the yeah. mentors? And, and I know seven is just a number. Or does it just mean that <laughs> we're know, hard-headed and we just... I'll be honest with you. I <laughs> it takes seven times again. Right. Um, I think okay. that you can repeat something seven mm. times and it does nothing. Right? I think it's more the decision. Okay. You know, like, I am going to change my life. Everything is the decision. Now, if you make the yeah. decision and yeah, like you start an exercise routine and like, okay, seven times and it gets integrated 100%. I agree with it. Right. But like, e- even with us, like psychologists can talk <laughs> until we're blue in the face. Right. But if you don't mm-hmm. decide that you deserve yeah. to be treated better, right. And that you deserve mm. something different. Nothing that we say is ever going to change your life. Right. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's yeah. all about the decision. Yeah. Right. So before we wrap mm-hmm. this up, Dr. Flores, mm-hmm. I have one more question. What Ooh. is your superpower? Oh my goodness. That's a, okay. Let me, let me just give it, let me get a second for that. <laughs> I think my superpower <laughs> is that I can make a joke out of almost anything. Right. 
That's a nice yeah. one. Oh, and I, you know, I know it sounds weird, but I'm that also very one. empathic, so I can read people very well, right? Um, so, like, I, I okay, that would mm-hmm. be a secondary superpower, but I think like life is ridiculous. Life is just ridiculous, right? If you really like, it's just like damn ridiculous, right? Yeah. And if you can see it that yeah, it way, is. right, you can laugh at life a little bit more. So I think my superpower is like helping my friends or my clients just see like, you know, shit, like some things are batshit crazy and that's just going to have to be okay. And it's not your job to change mm-hmm. it, right? You know? And so like, if you can't mm-hmm. change it, then you can at least laugh mm-hmm. at it. Like exactly. bust out the popcorn and watch the drama. You don't have to be a part of the drama, right? Like if you're in like family drama, right. you sit back and watch it. It is like pure comedy, right? Yeah. If you take a different perspective, right? So I think the superpower <laughs> is like gaining a different perspective right, on right. That. That's what I would. Yeah, you are a superhero. Oh yes, definitely. Right. <laughs> you have no idea. To this entire interview, I've yeah. had a, a big smile. I took a bunch of notes, <laughs> even though we have it recorded. But I'm like, just in case. Um, it's it's been it's yes. been amazing. Thank you so much for no, joining us you. today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Flores. Thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, this is wrapping up our Rise Above series for the uh, for the month, Women's History Month. So um, uh, we wanted uh, to bring you on, and we were hoping you'd be able, you know, yeah, to, any, to join us. Anytime. So it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. you truly are a. a a superhero yeah, you. your own superhero definitely, inspiration definitely. definitely yes so anybody if you have any questions or anything feel free to you know shoot us a, a message leave us a comment uh we will have dr uh susanna flores's information uh posted on check our out platforms. her book yes check out the book check out her website everything will be posted for you to, uh to um access and you know what it's time to uh find your yeah. bed become your own superhero it, so. <laughs> exactly. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Salud. Salud. Cheers. Salud. Bye-bye.